welcome to the Healthy Catholic Moms podcast, where we make moving and nourishing our bodies a priority so that we not only fulfill our vocations, but excel in our callings. I'm Brittany Pearson, a Catholic wife, mom, and personal trainer, and I'm here to help you build healthy habits that actually fit your life. I am here to teach you how to get the results that you want and maintain the results that you want without spending hours at the gym or meal prepping all weekend long. I understand. I am right here with you, getting my workouts done in the nooks and crannies of time, looking up recipes while nursing babies, and trying to prioritize my own health amidst everything else going on. But I have really good news for you. You can get the results you want in less time without doing hours of cardio and restrictive dieting. I am going to teach you how to use strength training and eating in a macro-balanced way to get you feeling so good in your skin, full of energy, and strong to carry out your life, okay? (laughs) On this podcast, we'll delve into how to lose fat in a simple, sustainable way, what your workouts and nutrition should look like during different seasons of life, like during pregnancy and postpartum times, We'll also discuss healthy, quick meals and how to get them on the table, make food that kids will actually want to eat, mom hacks for making your day run more smoothly, and so much more. All the while with continuous encouragement to stay the course and live with discipline. This is a place where we're striving to steward our bodies well in order to joyfully serve. I am so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hi, beautiful ladies. I hope you're having a great day. I hope you are ready to dive in to just a passionate little topic today. If you're new around here, some might think a rant, a Brittany rant as it is. Uh, This is a deviation from my regularly scheduled podcast. And I honestly am just sharing with you some things that have been on my heart this week that I think are very relevant for us and just get me fired up, like lights of fire under me like nothing else. And I hope maybe you'll just walk away from this conversation feeling as lit on fire, like truly, literally as I do. And just it brings you some maybe well needed, well-timed words, encouragement, whatever. Um, And maybe not. It all hits us at different times. But essentially, and welcome, welcome if you're brand new here, and this is the the episode you're introing with. God bless you. Um, Maybe go back and listen to something calmer. But okay, long story short, I am from Buffalo, New York. And this past week was a very heavy week around Buffalo, New York. Um, won't drag this out to a, a super long conversation here. Just a brief recap. Some of you might be following football. Some might not. I know it's in other news sources and stuff too, but I don't always know everything that's going on. A Buffalo Bills player, Demar Hamlin, was injured in the Monday night football game and went down. Like it was a huge game. Everybody psyched for it. It's Bills versus Bengals. Big game. And he went into literally cardiac arrest on the field, was resuscitated on the field, was taken off in an ambulance. They postponed the game and they shut it down. It was incredible and tragic and all of the things to watch on live TV, obviously super scary, tragic, everything for him and his family. And then obviously tons of us are tuning in and watching and you have no idea. You're just seeing the emotion on the coaches, on the teams, everything about it. Okay. So heavy week in Buffalo and not to this is was a very scary, tragic incident and event. It obviously does not undercut any other scary, tragic events like the blizzard, like the, you know, shooting that we had this past year, last year, like 
there's been other sad things. I'm not saying this was the most sad thing I've ever seen. What I am saying is there was a little heavy cloud over Buffalo this week. And it got me thinking a lot about, first of all, some awesome parts of it. Okay. Public prayer. There were announcers. I don't know if it was on ESPN, so I don't want to say ESPN announcers, but announcers were so many announcers at least were saying, we need to pray for him. We just need to pray for him. What he needs now is our prayers. I think almost everybody mentioned prayer. Somebody prayed on, I think it was live TV, but it was on TV. And all of that was awesome. All these prayers and love, prayers and support for DeMar Hamlin. And it seemed like when we can't ever say God's name anywhere anymore or say God's name in the pledge or anything, like everybody all of a sudden was all about God again, which obviously, again, the, the bad part to that is like, OK, are we only calling on him here when we need him? And you think there's literally nothing left to do but pray. That's when we pray. But we could look at the positive like, wow, it you know, people turned to prayer. Wow. It became OK to do that in public again. Like those are all positives. OK. Also, I'll fast forward the story a little bit. He is responding right now. He's still in, you know, bad condition. His lungs and all that stuff, they're just disclosing little bits at a time. But he was able to communicate. He was able to write on pen and paper. He was able to FaceTime. So all, like, beautiful things. Praise be to God. Now, what I was sitting with, like, day or two after was, okay, we were all so invested in this. And again, not like we shouldn't be in other things and we can't be so invested in every other tragedy because we'd walk around just a mess all the time. (laughs) So take what you will from that part. But in thinking about how all of us were so concerned, so relieved now, so relieved seeing like after watching that unfold and thinking, dear God, just let him move like we are all so panicked now knowing that he's alive and hopefully will be well got me thinking like what are we doing with our lives? Like, do we, all these individual people looking at this and taking this into account and then thinking, phew, thank God, DeMar's okay. Like, wipe our foreheads and sit back, flick through Instagram, eat a bunch of Doritos, drink 10 ounces of water every day, shovel down the coffee, go bury our faces in ice cream at night, watch YouTube instead of sleep or read. Is that what we're going to do after? And that's dramatic. That's dramatized. I don't think we all do that to that extent. But my point is, and the thing I've been thinking about and chewing over is, are, do we even consider the fact that every day is a gift? That nothing is guaranteed? We are not guaranteed tomorrow. We are not guaranteed next week. We are not guaranteed to finish out this year. We might be, we might have just made some of the best goals and this and that. And like, it could be gone tomorrow. It could end tomorrow. And that's what we're called to remember and to think of. Memento mori, remember your death. We need to remember that we're, you know, our days are are limited, right? Our days are numbered. And a lot of ways you can take that and things you can do with it. Like, yes, we need to worry about our spiritual state first and foremost over our health and all of that. But, and I would argue, because I do argue this, it all goes together. Our spiritual health, our physical health, our mental health. Typically, yes, we can be struggling in one area more than another, but if we're working on being healthy in one area, usually that area also benefits another area. So I'm going to say that as well. So I'm obviously in no way saying only care about if you prayed the rosary and read the Bible today and like love God and try not to sin and are in a state of grace, but don't worry about if you've exercised. You know, it's there's a balance here. And I don't, of course, if you know me or know this podcast at all, it's not an either or conversation. But so what does all this have to do with health? Why am I even talking about this? on the podcast. Well, firstly, like we need to remember like to live, to be alive, to go out and do something. And this is not like go out and, you know, 
uh, open an orphanage for kids and go out. It does not have to be big, drastic things, right? I am a stay-at-home mom talking to you. Yes, I have a fitness business as well. But primarily, I am a stay-at-home mom. So me having this fire and this like, let's live, is how can I pour that into my day, into my kids, into this, that, into everybody I encounter? And here's the thing. This is where the health part comes in, the physical health part. We cannot do that. We cannot attack our day. We cannot live with passion, live with zest if we feel like crap. We emanate what we feel like. You're like, you, yes, we can fake it till we make it on some things. And we have to do that too. Like there are times you are not feeling it and you've got to just fake it till you make it. And I do that plenty of the time. However, you know how much easier it is to be joyful and be like full of life and like really trying to live our life to the fullest when we're well hydrated, when we can move well, when we're not in physical pain, when we're not slugging around an extra hundred pounds. Like, I get it. I know. I Like, we've all been, many of us listening to this podcast have been pregnant. And like, that's obviously a time where we're carrying extra weight for a reason. I think life is so hard <laughs> that, and there's obviously so much else going on with pregnancy. And it's a beautiful sacrifice and all these things that I have to say, and it's true, but because somebody will comment on that for me, um, that that is enough of a reminder when I get to 30 pounds extra, 20, it's 25 pounds extra has been my case in most of my pregnancies. But, and I'm like, man, it's harder to go upstairs, man. It's harder to keep up with my kids on the street. And that's just an extra 25 pounds. Like, again, there's other things like might have swelling or this, that, like other, we get short of breath more easily, but you get the point. And that's only 25 pounds. If it's a regular 50 pounds we're carrying around, a regular 100 pounds we're carrying around overweight. It's a lot harder to be living with passion and purpose because daily life is just actually physically harder. It's a lot more difficult to be excited for your feet to hit the floor and attack the day when you feel like you could sleep another 20 hours. But like back it up, take a step back. Why do you feel like crap? It's probably a lot of things. It's probably too much screen time, too much social media. It's probably too much processed food, not enough sunlight, not enough fresh air, too much worry, anxiety about things we can't control, not enough prayer, not enough. The list goes on and on. And again, I am sharing my thoughts on this to be encouraging because what I've been really focusing on lately is the like the yes to some things, no to some things. This isn't a new concept for me either. I had written it in a journal like two, three years ago, and I wrote a big list about yes to, I read it on the podcast, I don't know, a couple months ago and said like, yes to spontaneous play with my kids, no to constantly cleaning, yes to moments of rest, no to constant productivity. I just made this big list like uh, no to, you know, too much social media, yes to exploring hobbies. That kind of list where I'm like, these are things that I actually want in my life, more of this, less of that. These are the things we need to think about, we need to return to. We like picture it and picture what you would love your life to look like. And I don't mean crazy materialistic things like close your eyes and be like, yeah, I live in a mansion and I do this and I have a wine collection. <laughs> like, okay, I'm talking like your actual life. Close your eyes. What do you want your day to look like, feel like? How do you want it to be? A lot of what you're currently doing in your day probably doesn't match that vision. I know that mine doesn't always when I look at that. I was just talking about this with my husband a couple months ago when I started looking back at my list every morning and trying to really focus on my day. So I'm like, there are things I want our day to look like. Again, 
homeschooling stay-at-home mom here, where I was like, I want to be outside every single day with the kids. I want music to be a very regular part of our lives. Like we've got a piano in our home this year. I play guitar, like very basic at all of these things. But I'm like, why don't I pull it out enough? Why don't, why am I taking out the guitar once a month or whatever? Why are we, you know, I had a vision of us like sitting around singing Christmas carols every day. Why was it like twice this whole Christmas season? So stepping back and thinking like, why? Because I'm letting silly mundane things get in the way. I'm worrying more about making sure I, whatever, sweep the floor every night, I guess seems important. But like the above and beyond cleaning things after dinner, rather than doing the dishes and then sitting down and pulling out the guitar with the kids. Like, I just had to step back and look at that. So that's one thing is maybe we're just putting other things above the things that we actually value most. I'm saying things a lot, but I hope you catch my drift here where we need to pick out what we actually want our lives to look like and then take the steps to make it happen. But the other piece is a lot of times we just feel too kicked in the butt to do it because we feel so crappy. We are in charge of that. Okay, that is my point to this. This is my wake up call to you, to myself, that if you feel exhausted, you can change that. I know that there are certain things that are totally out of, like some of you are literally sleeping three hours a night with a newborn like Brittany. (laughs) Really, it's not out of my control. Tell it to my newborn. I get that. I've been there and I'm sorry and I hope you get more sleep soon. Truly, that is my entire like first year (laughs) with all of my kids. Um, And that is super hard. But if you know, we're talking about the things within your control. And even so, if your actual hours of sleep are limited, what are the other things that could give you life and energy? And we can still look at nutrition and movement and stuff like that. But this, it matters so much. It matters so much to quality of life. And seriously, thinking you wake up, I love the phrase joie de vivre. It's a French phrase, right? It means like literally like zest for life, like passion for life. Like you are just ready to go, you know? So my call to action for you today and for myself is to stop numbing. Okay, there's also a difference. I want to make one more distinction and then I'm going to wrap it up because I'm going to keep it short today. Uh, you know, once I get on a soapbox, this could be an hour long podcast <laughs> episode. Some of you might hear this and take this as, so Brittany's saying I should never have a glass of wine with my husband and a, you know, takeout pizza or this and that because I've got to like be so healthy so that I feel alive. But then what am I just doing all the time? I'm just doing healthy things. I'm too busy like going for runs and drinking smoothies. And I'm, well, that's not a fun life. So I'd rather, that's not what I'm saying. So hear me now when I say, I think food should be enjoyed. I love food. I love cooking. I love everything about cuisine and different cuisines and all that stuff. What I'm saying is there's a, a way to do things that's enjoyment and has pleasure in it and is good and was given to us by a wonderful creator, God, obviously. But that's the way we should be enjoying it. It's like, oh my goodness, we made this beautiful Sunday dinner for our families and we set it out on China. They actually, if you guys haven't listened, that was a great interview that super inspired me. I'm not saying great because I was in it. That was not why. I'm not very good at interviewing, but I had Gina Morton on my podcast, who's from the Pruning to Prosper podcast. And she was talking about like, why do we withhold all these beautiful joys from ourselves? Like, what are we waiting for kind of a thing? And she mentioned specifically like using China. I don't even remember if that was on the episode or if that was just when she and I were chatting. I think it was on the episode. So since that conversation, every Sunday I've pulled out the China and we eat on China at dinner because and it's my grandma's China and I love my grandma and she's suffering with dementia. Here's like some more tangents for you. The more you know. But 
it, it it's now it's like this beautiful connection to her and she's still living and I see her all the time at least once a week and that's great that I get to do that but then every time I pull the train I'm so happy it's this connection to her like this is living this is feeling this is not oh I'm gonna slap the paper plates on the table because it's less to clean up because here we go we're doing dinner again these people need to eat all the time like da 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 now I'm veering a little into like the complaining and stuff culture but back to the food and stuff I want you to have indulgences when you can enjoy them. Like the difference between sharing a Sunday with your husband and like having, you know, you're like giggling and like sitting, like the kids have gone to bed and like one of you snuck out and or maybe you're not sharing it. She's like, that doesn't sound fun to me. Maybe you both have too. Okay. But it's like a nice late night treat that you're having together and you're pumped versus you're stressed out. So you wake up at midnight because you got 17 things on your mind that you're not given to God. I know that's like a struggle. I'm not saying you're not doing it, but you're stressed. You turn to the freezer. You just emotionally eat a pint of ice cream by yourself. And then you wake up feeling guilty and shameful the next morning. You also feel lethargic. You also feel bloated. You see the difference. So I am encouraging and um, kind of just asking all of us to try to turn our attention to how we can live and stop numbing using the beautiful things like food and movement and this and that for good like even workouts I know not everybody loves workouts I 98% of the time I don't want to do my workout and I am the person filming workouts for you to do each month okay 98% of the time I don't want to do it however I make myself do it but in that little 2%, there are times you just feel so alive, like you sprint up a hill, okay, and you think your lungs are going to explode, and you get to the top, and you take a second, and then you run down. You are going to feel alive. You probably even will have a smile on your face. And again, I'm not saying, okay, so nothing that's not health or fitness or like a very healthy meal or a physical activity is feeling alive. Absolutely not. So many different things can you're feeling alive, right? It's just that to have these experiences, to um, interact well with our people, with our spouses, with our families, all the people we're interacting with, our neighbors, whatever. We've got to, it starts with feeling good because when you're in chronic pain and you're having chronic inflammation, so you have joint pain and you have, and I'm not, again, saying that all of these things can be avoided or that we're never going to have pain in our lives. You know that. I'm not saying that. I am saying there's so much we can do, so many factors we can control to get ourselves feeling really good. And there's really no shortcuts. There's no magic pill for this. So many of us want to slap a pill on it of like, isn't there a fat burner I can take? Isn't there a anti-inflammatory I can take? Like we got to start with the basics of eating food that fuels our bodies well, moving because we get to, so that we can have this beautiful quality of life where we're like, you can honestly think, you lay your head down at night and you're like, if I died today, I'd feel like that's exactly how I should have spent my day. And again, I'm not talking about anything crazy. If it was my average Tuesday, like my, or we'll, we'll say Wednesday, because Tuesday we go to co-op, so that is not my average <laughs> average Wednesday. My husband be at work. I am homeschooling the kids. I am home with them. I am talking to clients and stuff in between, maybe doing some work. I'm not saying I do anything wildly different. I'm saying it's the how I did it. I want to be able to lay my head down at night and be like, I live today the way I was supposed to live today. Not like, oh, yeah, and then I like, you know, I was the lazy mom who didn't take them outside when they wanted to because I felt tired because this, 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 because I stayed up late last night watching stuff and 
I skip meals and you see what I'm saying. Let's choose to just absolutely radiate energy and joy and that's what we're called to do anyway. Let's turn to scripture for that. I don't have a verse at the ready because I'm terrible at that, but there are many verses saying that we are supposed to let our light shine, right? We are supposed to be the salt of the earth, the light of the world. We are supposed to be a reflection of our creator. We are supposed to, uh, I love the Mother Teresa prayer, St. Mother Teresa, the let your light, Lord, let your light shine unto others through me, okay? That's what we're supposed to be doing and we can't do it if we're like this little dusty mirror that is just like in the corner, not taking care of itself, okay? Yeah, weird analogy to end on because mirrors don't take care of themselves. (laughs) All right, this is what happens when I don't have an outline. Ladies, thank you so much for tuning in. If this lit a fire under your butt, I would love to know about it. So first of all, message me because I would love to know if it hit home with you. Second of all, if you'd like to share it with a friend, you could definitely do that on your stories or wherever. And third of all, if you have not rated and reviewed the podcast and you did find value in this, I'd really appreciate if you took a minute to do that. That would be great. It helps more people find the show, keeps us going, keeps me motivated as well to know people are uh, picking up what I'm throwing down. All right, ladies, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Let's go for it joyfully. I'll talk to you next time.